0: Hello, and welcome to Leading with Greatness. This is Jim Salvucci of Guidance for Greatness. This week's installment, get up, get out, and get around on the problem-solving power of peripatetic leadership. What are the practical advantages of getting out of your office? Peripatetic is a fancy word for walking around. It comes from the name given to the adherents of Aristotle, who according to tradition, followed him as he strolled through Athens and philosophized. Peripateticism is not just for followers, though. It is also a great way to lead and manage people. As I wrote recently, great leaders open their eyes and ears to learn about and from their people. Wandering among and interacting with your people with such openness is a simple and rewarding way to build mutual understanding. Staying Put in Creating Problems a negative paradigm. But before we delve in, let's learn what we can from the negative paradigm. Once upon a time, there was a boss who rarely left his office except for meetings and to have lunch with his favorite employee. You might catch him exiting the men's room or slinking off to his lunchtime rendezvous, but that would be a pretty rare sighting. As a result, he was out of touch and arrogant. He had no objective basis for placing his trust, so he often misplaced it. His lunch companion manipulated him to serve herself. The rest of his people, by and large, mistrusted him as he grew more and more secretive, evasive, and flat-out dishonest. Soon, he began sinking into paranoia. Meanwhile, scuttlebutt about him spread. Since he did not have a basis to sort friend from foe, he confided in a lieutenant who was an infamous gossip. She spread rumors about his relationship with his lunchmate and bizarre tales about him being drunk in his office. She also poisoned his mind with falsehoods about his most loyal employees. Soon, other dishonest and self-serving people learned that they could benefit by misleading him and turning him against their adversaries, further isolating him from reality. He began gaslighting and bullying his people. Jobs were threatened over misinformation and paranoid suspicions. Careers were upturned. Superb employees fled to be replaced by self-serving sycophants and manipulators. In the meantime, the boss was clearly miserable, but it cut off all means of escape back into reality. Eventually, the stress of maintaining all his lies and secrecy and mistrust got to him. His health deteriorated, and he retired abruptly, leaving a legacy of dysfunction in his wake. His favorite, the lunchtime companion, took his place. Moving around and solving problems, a positive paradigm. Once upon another time, there was a boss who understood the value of great leadership. He oversaw a vast enterprise that covered his entire state with many offices in remote locations hours away. Because of the isolation of these offices, rumors and other problems inevitably started cropping up. Instead of staying put in the comfort of his headquarters, this boss made a point of touring each office. The road time alone was daunting, but he was determined. In addition, he assured that one of his most trusted lieutenants was more centrally located than the state so that she could travel more easily to all these offices. Given the limitations of so many remote offices, it was difficult to maintain stability. Still, by moving about and being present in a variety of ways, these two were able to calm discord. When rumors or discontent popped up, as they will, these two leaders were able to smooth things over. Their efforts brought more transparency to the operation. For instance, when increasing discontent and turnover threatened, a candid discourse led to some easily executed adjustments that quickly settled the turmoil. Why was all this possible? Because these two bosses practiced open leadership. They learned about the individuals and the distinctive cultures of each office. Consequently, they could rapidly, and effectively address issues as they came up. Rumors and fears, which had raged like a wildfire, were soon extinguished as individuals heard the truth right from the top. These leaders knew their people, and their people knew them. Peripatetic Leadership and Lunch When I arrived at a new college to serve as its provost, I developed the practice of just walking around hallways of various buildings, At least once a week, I would park far from my office and enter one of the academic buildings. People got used to seeing me out and about and soon grew more relaxed over our conversations, which were mostly just chit-chat about the weather and weekend plans and such. Other times, faculty had concerns, serious and minor, they wanted me to address. Thus, my people were able to help me gain a fuller understanding of my new culture, and I was able to solve their problems, often on the spot. One of my subtle tools for building work relationships had long been a shared lunch, which is the great equalizer. At my new college, I started joining faculty in the cafeteria. At first, they were not sure to make of my presence and grew quiet whenever I spoke. They laughed a little too hard at my jokes. Eventually, though, they got used to me being there and warmed me enough to forget my title and even rib me. As I did when I wandered the hallways, I learned a great deal about them and was often able to resolve their issues right there another advantage by taking this relaxing time most days i cut down on the number of office meetings one thing to remember when interacting with your people is that to be effective you must approach boundaries but you cannot cross them i'm sure i inadvertently crossed boundaries more than a few times fortunately my respect for my people was both evident and sincere which helped me return to and maintain a healthy distance to be sure Taking the time to walk around required a massive effort, and I too often skipped the exercise. At the same time, I knew that by interacting with people, I could prevent their small problems from growing into behemoths that I would have to wrestle with later. In addition, the mutual trust and respect I was able to develop meant that the faculty would step it up when needed and I would do the same for them. As challenging as it seemed at times, getting about was always the right call. The unexpected part was that when I returned to the daunting pile of work waiting for me in my office, I was more energized, more cheerful, and way more productive. So not only is peripatetic leadership a tool for leaders to develop relationships, to increase shared understanding, and to build an effective work environment, but it is also a wonderful way, as Stephen Covey advised, to sharpen the saw. Additionally, Since the health benefits of walking are also well-established, peripatetic leadership practices are good for your body as well as good for your business. If you are a boss or leader of any sort, get up, get out, get around. You will find that by doing so, you will engage your people more effectively, which will build mutual trust, teach you far more than you ever could learn any other way, and put you and your people on the path of success. All that, and it's good for your health too. So go take a hike. How do you build trust with your people? How much do you interact with people in informal settings? You can rapidly stabilize the culture where you work through unconventional strategies, and I can help. Click on the essay for your free consultation and gift. Share your thoughts on this topic or participate in the discussion by leaving a comment or by contacting me directly by email. Info at guidanceforgreatness.com You'll need to register with Substack to leave a comment which is painless and free. Please share this post on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to have on Leading with Greatness sent weekly to your inbox. I look forward to hearing from you.